Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us for your Ring of Honor and Impact post show for October 19th. We are coming down the home stretch of the year. It is prime white girl season, okay? <laughs> this is what it's all about. This is where I win. This is where I come back, okay? This is, if you zoom down, my, she has Ugg boots on right now. That's right. I, I got my mocha choco pumpkin spice bullshit with me all the time. We are. This is where... <laughs> I win. This is my season from here on out. But it. we have a lot to talk about on Ring of Honor tonight. And Impact has their Bound for Glory post show, which has some crazy stuff going on, which I'm very excited to see and hear about. Well, Osprey and Mike Bailey, what is happening in the wrestling world? Things are cooking good lookings. Crazy. But we ask you to please go over to Fightful Select and subscribe. Lots of great stuff there. If you like to get into like the nerdier side of things like I do, you can find out who produced certain matches. I was very curious about who produced Bronson Reed and Gunther this week because that was a banger. So oh, yeah. head over there for that, as well as the news that was broken that Triple H is back in control in WWE, which is good news if you watch WWE programming, in my opinion. You can tell. I can tell. We can tell. <laughs> pretty immediately pretty immediately so head over there for that and more you'll also get a lot of bonus podcasts including me and alex Flasky doing your pay-per-view post shows as an alternative over there to what's on the main channel sean has his q a there you get continuations of things including things like ask grapsity which got taped earlier today by this fella sure who's did. had a busy day today we've had a list released, which it seems like I feel like the conversation from what I've seen has been a little bit nicer than some other lists that we've seen, which is refreshing. Uh, uh, no. Maybe I curated properly. Same. No, same, same bullshit. All right. All right. Thanks for everybody, though, for the list. Uh, the response has been crazy. All the wrestlers are great. It's just me trying to get some shine on these people. 500 black wrestlers or four and some if you, you know, get technical. But we're not getting technical here. 500 of the best black wrestlers. Go and find your favorite wrestler or just give it up to your favorite other people you don't like or whatever. I don't know. Who cares? Thank you, everybody. You're very cool. 
my brain is destroyed. There's so many wrestlers still in my brain. I'm just like, Miles Hawkins. And it's like, why are you thinking of that? Like, it's just, <laughs> just, in and out, just right? fly in across out. my brain at it's any time. Me. So thank you. Well, that is a ton of work sincere, sincerely. So congratulations mm-hmm. on getting that done, getting it out there. I thought you did a great job with it. There's a lot of thank really you. great wrestlers in general. There's a lot of really great black wrestlers, a lot of great mm-hmm. women's wrestlers who there was a oh, list yeah. released for today as well. Mm-hmm. So some really good stuff and congratulations on getting that behemoth of a list marked off. Good stuff. <sighs> Guys, get in your super chats and your humper chats, just like Matthew Hooks did. Thank you so much, Matthew, for saying, just got home from Dynamite. Great show, ROH. Good. I'm assuming this might have been sent in yesterday. Yeah, I was like, Dynamite? Is that Dynamite? today? Must have been yesterday. <laughs> it must have been yesterday. <laughs> this felt like, um, I don't want to say a filler episode, but more of like a connective tissue episode mm-hmm. where we still saw things develop, but it's not like no major, major, major developments, I would say, maybe outside of like right. what happened with Ethan Page and stuff. Right. Um, but solid. And know what I appreciate? If there's not so much happening, this was closer to an hour and a half long. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like, here's a trios match for literally no reason. Like, everything mm-hmm. still felt more cohesive to me today. What were your overall thoughts on ROH before we dive in? I thought there were some pretty interesting things, the Ethan Page thing being the most interesting things. But uh, some people we saw here, uh, Marty Bell, I thought was just great. Been requesting that, and you guys executed. So there was some ups, and I thought there was some in the middles. I don't think there was too many downs, though. I agree. There was some stuff that just kind of kept the engines moving and then a few standout things. So we are going to dive into all of it. And of course, stay tuned on the back end for the Impact Post Show because they've got a big one coming up around the bend. But we started off with something that actually surprised me and how much I liked it. We got Angelico defeating Gravity with a convincing win. He locks in that half crab submission that always looks great. Very, very smooth operator in there. A spot in here that I liked was... Gravity hitting that around the world sunset flip and then Hello Co countering it into that triangle choke really beautifully. And then Gravity power bombing his way free. This was kind of my, I think my favorite showing for Gravity. This is like Mm -hmm. the most convincing that I think Gravity has looked. Um, And I I just liked it. I feel like he got to show out in ways that maybe he normally doesn't. I don't know if it was just comfort within Helico in there or what it was, but something clicked in extra tonight. He's always been kind of like, a serviceable guy or a good worker in my mind, but this was the most impressive. I feel like that I've seen from gravity, uh, but I, I actually ended up really liking how we kicked off the show tonight. And then Helico continuing to feel important and win feels like maybe we're getting away from the SAP stuff, which you and I had been requesting not only for the name theft, God. <laughs> but also just didn't really ever fully fit in as to what they were doing there. But and Helico looking great in this opener. What were your thoughts? Yeah, this is a sleeper match, I want to say. I don't know if you can really say that because I don't know. But this match really hit. And Helico's little extra thing that they got going for him now, getting him ready for Eddie Kingston, I think it's really awesome because we get matches like this. You're like, oh, shit. Uh, And Helico really can go. And then Gravity, I think, yeah, he's been in the position of, like, he's really good. And then, but if, like, you compare him to the other luchadors, you're like, okay, I see he has work to do. But today was like, Oh, okay. I can see what he really can do. And Helico's just a good guy for luchadors like that. Thought this was a great way to start the show. Yeah, I think um and Helico has been a little lost in the shuffle. Seeing him get on yeah. a track is great. We've been saying that the past couple of weeks, but 
this being a really great example of that is he's incredibly smooth with some more acrobatic stuff, but then he's just locking in triangle chokes out of nowhere like that. Yeah. That's a really interesting kind of uh, foundation for as, from a wrestling perspective. Really, really, really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about the fact that I am minion 690069 <laughs> in a minute here shortly. I just thought meet Norvis's chat out of the corner of my eye, and I'm so mm-hmm. excited because it arrived. <laughs> but... <laughs> we got some more to talk about before we get to that right away. Uh, we're going to talk about this righteous promo a little closer to the match. So we'll move on to Sean Dean with Trisha Dora defeating Peter Avalon, who you know I love, who had Ryan Nemeth in his corner. The finish here is Sean Dean knocking out Peter Avalon to the mat with that last salute splash for the win. A spot in here that I loved. It's just my dude, Peter Avalon, reminding us that he can wrestle in addition to being very, very silly. Yeah. Uh, we mm-hmm. got a flurry of offense in here, getting a couple of near falls with that super kick into the Death Valley driver. Just nice to see him getting some reps. Like he, he is so reliable in that he is going to tell a story. He's going to make you look good. He's going to make himself look good in the process. Like just a very, very reliable hand and very entertaining in doing so. But we got to get the infantry back on track with some wins here. They know my conspiracy yeah. theory about MJF now. They're like, she figured it out. We got to switch up the playbook. <laughs> Let's split them up. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get Sean some solo wins to keep them away from MJF. Still, but, but fun and good to see the infantry standing tall here and, and Sean Dean standing tall at least. Uh, any thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I was like, where's Carly at? What's going on here? But... Anytime Sean Dean gets to go in there and get a good win, that's great. Peter Avalon, um, I love him being here in Ring of Honor. I think he's really good. That's a really good position for him. I don't really understand why they haven't been using him because he's a really serviceable wrestler, a so California legend. I'll give it up for Peter Avalon. He's a great, great guy. Um, (laughs) Ryan Nemeth is just waiting around for his brother to finally show up. He's like, I'll play any (laughs) position here until my big bro shows up. Then we're lit all the way 100%. So, yeah, I'm good with it. Agreed. And I would actually love to see the wingmen and ROH as like a fixated staple there. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's so much fun to be had between the wingman and Dal- Dalton Castle and the boys. Like to see yeah. Peter Avalon and Dalton Castle in like a, a six-week feud would absolutely pop me. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It would be a ton of fun. But Good use of Peter Avalon here. Right. Great to see him back as well. And Trisha well. Doris here uh, with uh, Sean Dean, so that's good. It is Baby good. Steps. I would like to see her get on track, but I did yeah. appreciate that she wasn't taking losses because she's getting into the territory where it's like, okay, now she's starting to feel unimportant. So mm-hmm. we did see some more women's talent that I'm excited to see come in here, as were you. Marty Bell here in yes. Ring of Honor versus Mercedes Martinez. Uh, rolling elbow into a tree slam and locking in that guillotine for the win here is Mercedes, Mercedes Martinez. I really liked the opening here where Marty Bell just like had her in submission really quickly. Mm-hmm. She looked really good here. Her job was to come in here and give Mercedes a dominant win, but she always yeah. makes the most of her screen time. I, like you, am very happy to see her around. Support mm-hmm. Hex workers. I say it all the time. We gotta support the Hex. Love her and Allison Kay good stuff but um why don't you tell us because you said you were so excited to see marty bell as was i but you can speak to her value a little bit here as well beyond what we saw in the match like yeah that i feel like they're so strong as a tag team but ring of honor and women's tag teams isn't the strongest division over here 
So I can take it's both of them. It's just the renegades. Yeah, it's just that <laughs> we can't just have the hex and the renegades just going back and forth for the next hundred weeks. I mean, a couple times would be great, but that can't be the only thing. But yeah, they're so strong as uh, tag team her and Allison that uh, I'm going to take them either way. And they were both featured on the episode today. So that was great. Uh, the work that they did in NWA is insane. If you haven't seen any of it, them together is just a great team. They work uh, really extremely well together. Marty Bell is great on both sides of the ring, offense and defense. We got to see uh, more of her on defense here today because Mercedes is an unstoppable force at this point. But you can see what you get. She shines. She has charisma. Um, it's really likened to Willow in in the kind of like you just want to see her win and you just smile when she's on the on the on the screen. So. Happy to see more of her. If we can get some more women's tag teams here, Kate, I'm all in and seeing the Hex together would be awesome. So it's all great to me, but it's great to see her here. You, me, and Tony P both. Tony P saying yes. good show tonight. So the Hex coming to mm-hmm. ROH AEW. Now Please. I had said it would be very cool and a good use of women's wrestling minutes to have ROH tag belts that can float up to the AEW programs when needed so when you have penelope ford and the bunny when you have things like we have that diamante and mercedes pairing Mm -hmm. there's something that makes sense for them to go after sean replied to me when i tweeted that and said they should float them with the new japan strong program as well and i thought that could be one of the coolest things for a partnership that we've seen in all of wrestling because Mm -hmm. new japan strong Doing some sneaky great work. Don't don't let it fool you. There's some really fun stuff going on. I think everybody's aware of like, oh, the Bullet Club's reinvigorated and TMDK right. was fun when they were on. Strong Brand is also doing really, really great stuff. Um, I would love to see that because it kind mm-hmm. of alleviates the pressure of fighting to consistently have stories. Shouldn't be that way. But to consistently have women's tag stories, it, it's, let's be honest, like it's something that's a pain point on American women's television. Right. If you had it floating between three brands, only one of them really has to kind of hold on to the stake of it. And you can do some really fun interpromotional stuff as well. So, And you can tell the story on Ring of Honor every week because the other ones aren't as active. And you can continuously tell the story over here while defending them on the other shows. Yes, and it would make a little bit more sense than what we're seeing now, which is absent champions. <laughs> if it's a clarified partnership, makes a little bit more sense. Correct. Makes a little <laughs> bit more sense, but very happy to see both Allison K and Marty Bell here, to your yes. point. Um, seen Allison a couple of reps, we know, but to your point, when they're together too, they offer such completely different things that it's mm-hmm. it's really fun because I love tag teams and I love trios that do this where if you're prepared for one of them and you get the other, you're dealing with an entirely different thing, right? So if you're like, I was just got my ass kicked by Allison K and then all of a sudden you can't get your tag and they do. And here comes Marty Bell. It's like, well, damn, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm up against a completely different animal. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. fun stuff there. Absolutely love to see it. We got a fun backstage here from Athena and Billy Starks, which mm-hmm. brings us to what's really the main event, Reg, because, okay, I ordered my minion shirt as soon as I possibly could. I got mm-hmm. my paycheck, and I was like, I got to order this Athena shirt. Yep. And then Shane Haste was like, hey, buy my shirt. So I was like, that, there mm-hmm. you go. Now I'm beating the shipping charges. And Athena did respond when you said, I got the shirt. That's how we got to... Uh... Reg, to this i gave myself number 69 and mm-hmm. she the queen herself the fallen mm-hmm. goddess herself said you are number 69 
Mm-hmm. Which I'm pretty sure means I'm 69 boobs, 69. Yep. So we're totally. gonna make it official. 69 boobs, 69. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, where'd my sharpie go? What did I do with it? Oh, can't find the sharpie. Oh no. Wow, can't join the minions without the sharpie. This is gonna I be. Know. Uh, it's not official. It's never gonna be official. Boom. I got it. Mm-hmm. You work in right pro here. wrestling. That's why. That's it. <laughs> Live on the show. A Who's carny, doing it like this? A car. Nobody. Nobody is. Do- nobody's <laughs> doing an ROH post show. First of all, I'm like except nope. for us <laughs> and our friends at Love Wrestling. Actually, our own Robert D. Felice is over there on their Twitch show with Kyle love, Sparks, baby. who's filled in. Mm-hmm. We love them. But there you mm-hmm. go. And I gotta say, I'm pretty proud of my penmanship on this. I did an all right job. Nice. Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's official. It's official, baby. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to wear it in public and explain it to no one. I am minion. 690069. Mm-hmm. I need to get to my minion training. I am out of shape. I haven't told C- Tony Khan that Willow sucks at all. Like, I am mm-hmm. not in minion training shape, but mm-hmm. I am officially a minion. Yes. It feels good for right. You. I'm it happy just for you. It feels right. Mm-hmm. But Athena in this backstage telling mm-hmm. Billy Starks to, to amp up the aggression, basically, and we'll circle back to that in a little bit uh, in in their match, unless you had anything you wanted to discuss about it. No, not too much happened here. Not a ton, just setting up the mm-hmm. match that's against Diamante later, which is great. We saw the interplay between them like before. Mm-hmm. So good stuff. Mm-hmm. But, Raj, as you know, mm-hmm. I'm a nerd, okay? I like rules. I've learned. I like- Time limit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you go, I've learned, you're like, I just want to see Flippy do shit. I don't need your stupid rules. I don't need your, oh, you got, oh, close fist, close his mm-hmm. little brain. Listen, mm-hmm. wrestling brings different things to the table. It's true. I like this nerdy shit. Mm-hmm. Your rules is for me. If we get what I thought was a fun match between Josh Woods and Pat Buck, because we right. saw Pat Buck's veteran smarts coming into play in this. Mm-hmm. Our judges for this are Jimmy Jacobs, Madison Rain, and Christopher Daniels. Um, but we get some fun stuff here. Now, the finish is Woods going back to the knee, uh, hitting that gut wrench power bomb, and then locking in uh, his submission for the win. The Woods lock always mm-hmm. looks very nasty. Mm-hmm. But what was amazing to me was this was a shorter match, but they told a lot of story in it, and it was pretty much centered around pure rules which made me really happy they put up the pure rules graphic in the beginning which i think is a good sign i think they're like we got to refresh these people on what we're doing a little bit um but we saw some rope break chess being played early in this um we saw the the close fist punch come into play despite the distraction from mark sterling in this i just like when people use the rules to their advantage and pat buck was like well I'm a little bit older. I'm probably not going to beat this guy. He's an absolute monster in the ring. So let me see if I can outsmart him is mm-hmm. why I like rules. It's not only because I'm a dork. It's because I think it makes for good storytelling in situations like this. I thought this was a lot of fun and that they really maximized yeah. what wasn't much of a story going into it. Yeah, I thought, uh, remember last week, we we're just like, what is this match going to be? And it was better than I expected. Pat Buck, Buck is a really smart wrestler and he play, played into it during the match. Josh Woods isn't very difficult to have a fun match with. All you have to do is kind of <laughs> be in there. Exist. Let him, you know, yeah, exist. You're existing in the ring with him. You're good. He's such a big personality that when he just 
gets his onslaught on, you're like, okay, this is a great match regardless because Josh Woods is cool. Pure rules. If he's going to be the one to represent pure rules, Kate, I'm all in for it. Josh Woods, he'll be the guy. Let him beat Shibata. I don't know. Let's go on. Let's get into this. But yeah, I thought it was way funner than expected. If we see more of Pat Buck, Pat Buck is one of those guys that's like, he's a producer for AEW, but like he can still go and he can still be in positions like this. So if he can have a match or two randomly, I'm in for it. Now, I will say I'd prefer to see younger talent in these spots, maybe other totally. people that would be in the pure division. Mm-hmm. However, the story that was told had to do with his veteran status. So I, I kind of right. like it from that perspective. Like mm-hmm. that part made me really happy of like, all right, well, if you're going to use an older dude here, like at least it's with intent and it, it played into things. But like, can we also have a pure division? <laughs> like how old is Pat Buck? But because we're making him sound like he's a hundred. You're like, if we're going to use this old like, grandpa in the show. Back like, in his day, he fought <laughs> Billy Robinson in the pure division. No, like I just Pat mean. Like, she's like, lay off, bitch. Damn. <laughs> I run the only promotion that's not GCW in your backyard right now. Come on. Now. You're going to see him at a show soon, Kate. And he's going to know. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, am I too old to give you admission? Let me get my uh, <laughs> walker and walk over to you. <laughs> I just mean mm-hmm. that he's probably not gunning for the pure title anytime right. soon in a sincere way. But mm-hmm. but good stuff. I thought this was, to your point, more fun than I expected it to be. Because last week was right. kind of both raised an eyebrow. Of like, like, what, what is the heck this? is this? <laughs> now, here's something that is exactly what I thought it would be. And that is Cole Carter and Griff Garrison in a backstage <laughs> And in a match defeating Myron Reed and Ren Jones here. Yes. Um, our pre-match promo is Cole Carter giving a Maria a shirt where he's <laughs> says Hot Moms Heart Pro Wrestlers. They're still doing like, this, Kate. <laughs> they are. I'll give them this. They're extremely committed to it. They are. <laughs> committed to the bit all the way. Which I, as someone who's committed to bits constantly, yeah, I respect that. Exactly. However, exactly. it's a really bad choice. The bit <laughs> is not really like, I don't know if this is the bit to continue to commit to. There it is. There mm-hmm. it is. Because I don't really think Cole Carter has any other personality traits outside of this, so it's not working. Griff Garrison being as over it as I am is nice, though. I will say. And in the match that we get, you kind of see him start to buy into things at the end. And that's at least some sort of development here. Um, You do have Griff Garrison getting a blind tag and hitting the ripcard elbow on Jones before Cole Carter, your favorite comes in and hits the dominator for the win. So you see him being like hesitant in this whole thing, but they get the W here. So you got to start questioning. I'm assuming Layla Hirsch is starting to realize that, she might actually need Maria as well. So some good development on this front. Uh, what did you think of, I know you're like basically a Cole Carter stand account at this point, but what, <laughs> what did you think of all this? You would think with him being so infatuated with something I am also so infatuated with <laughs> that this would be my favorite. He'd be my favorite wrestler in the world. and. Uh, Maybe it's on the way, I think, Meek Normous. I, I, yeah. I am very interested in the shirts. Meek Normous asking, did Reg get an I Heart Mom shirt? It's, the he issue, does, so. 
the issue is, is I'm such a big Mike Bennett fan that I'm like, you need to stop disrespecting Mike Bennett and Maria in my face, Cole Carter. That's crazy. They're great people. They're married. They have kids. They're amazing. We love them. We don't want to see you being trying to offer her a shirt and trying to be skeezing around her, you damn person. But regardless of that, we get to a super bright spot for me because in the match is one of my favorites, number 12 on the BW 500, making his re-debut into Ring of Honor, Myron Reed. If you guys don't know about Myron Reed, they only gave you a little piece of the puzzle tonight. But this guy is phenomenal when he gets going. He didn't get to really get going, and I was upset because I'm like, these two, they got Griff Garrison and goddamn Cole Carter beating them. This is Myron Reed, but it's fine. You got to slow walk the dog into your career here in AEW. Hopefully, there's more for Myron Reed. And Ren Jones also looked awesome in this match, too, also on the BW500. Super dope to see Myron Reed here, though, and I'm happy that he got that position. And uh, good for uh, their developing more story in Cole and Griff Garrison and, you know, hot mom shirt. I'm into it at the very least. I mean, if for no other reason than hot moms are involved here. But yes, very, very cool to see Myron Reed getting a little bit of shine here to your point. Someone someone that I found out about probably over the past year and a half or so, I, I want to mm-hmm. say it might have been your list last year that turned me on to yeah. him, possibly. Um, but a, a fantastic talent. And to your point, this is only the, the crack of the door opening for what this guy is capable of. One thing that's great about ROH is when we see talent like this, we can tell you to go check them out when we... Love yep. them and champion them. So please do go check out more from, from Myron Reed. Just a, a fantastic talent and good stuff here. But we move along to this Dalton Castle backstage, which mm-hmm. I very happy to see him consistently on television. He says he knows that people love when he's on television and he doesn't want uh, to let anybody stop him from getting in the way of what the people of ROH wants. And that there's been a lot of ordinary on ROH and that he's here to make ROH television extraordinary. To which I say, in my best Bobby Fish impression, where's the lie? Because we've been waiting for some breakout programming here and it feels like we're headed in that direction. But Don Castle, always great to see him around. Any thoughts on this? Yeah, I like Dalton Castle. I want to see him win a championship. Like, I think he should be the one that beats Samoa Joe still. I don't know. This got me thinking this episode, like, where's Mark Briscoe? Is Mark Briscoe still injured? Uh, I'm interested in that, too. But, yeah, I think Dalton Castle, there should be more. He's right what he said in his promo. It's ordinary. We need extraordinary, and he's the guy to do it. Uh, I agree. I do feel like, and SP3 said this on one of the times he subbed in for you a while back, like, it does feel like they're just waiting for Mark Briscoe now. Like, it does feel like we're kind of stalling, because I think you would have either put it on Dalton Castle or Shane Taylor already. Like, there hasn't been a lot happening with Samoa Joe beyond that, so Mm -hmm. um, my guess is... trying to win the AEW World Championship. I know! (laughs) I know! I would would love to see that for Samoa Joe. That would make me very happy, Mm -hmm. because... He's earned it of anybody in this industry, but uh, I I want to see Dalton Castle feeling important somewhere, but it's hard to do when your titles are held hostage on another television program. Mm. I don't want to be too negative because we've gotten some good mm-hmm. stuff 
of recent, but always being negative is Matthew Plus saying, I vote to replace you two with Nia Jax and Cole Carter. You've said a lot of mean stuff to us, okay? That might be the meanest. <laughs> that is so rude. Replace least- just Kate with Nia Jax and then keep me? I mean, we might. I mean, let me let me hear you out. You're shipping me out of town? Wait, I mean, if Nia Jax is on the other side, I just want to like, just maybe for one or two episodes, she could sub in. I have questions. This is so rude. <laughs> I can't believe you. I just have questions, Kate. That's it. Two weeks ago, you gave me four hours notice. You're not going to be here. Then on occasion, you're the just game is the game. skipping out, hanging out <laughs> with big wigs, leaving me out to dry. I try to hold it down, and you're going to ship me off for Nia Jax? I'm trying to hang out with another big wig. Her name is Nia Jax. That's why I'm trying to have her on. <laughs> Look, you know what, though? I can't. She wears some big wigs, doesn't she? <laughs> not like most wigs i'll say that uh look i can't deny it when i we had mansoor on and we got like seven thousand more views than we normally do all right we get See? some when the stars come around we do pop some ratings here on fightful so you see it it still hurts my heart a little bit but we <laughs> move on <laughs> so what i think we could call maybe our upset of the evening which was tony niece and ethan page yeah the tony niece coming out with the w here I misspoke last week, I guess, when I said this is going to be a nice win for Ethan Page. Tony Nese has been kind of building up, but obviously Ethan Page is going to win here. But that's not the case. We get Tony Nese cheating with his feet on the ropes and then mocking Ethan Page. And uh, after demanding a handshake, Page reluctantly goes for it. And then Nese pulls away in a very fifth grade spirit. And then Paige punches him, which is great. He <laughs> goes to hit Mark Sterling with an ego's edge. Niece pulls him out of the way, and they run off. Interesting. What did you stuff think here. about this, Kate? Uh, the whole time I was like, "What? Now? What happened here? What happened so here?" So I, I'm intrigued by this because I think we're setting up for Ethan Page versus Eddie Kingston, and yes. I'm all for face versus face stuff. I don't know if Ethan Page and Eddie Kingston are different enough faces that you can pull that off. And I think Ethan Page belongs on the heel side of stuff. I, I don't like him mind as him as a face at all, but like yeah. him as a heel is the money. I don't want him with Mark Sterling and Tony Nese. No. But if you use this as a way to get him to turn heel, him beating him up after felt like, oh, maybe we're leaning in a bit of a heelish direction. Right. I would love for him to turn heel before facing Eddie Kingston, whatever that might be. Why um, do they think so- this guy needs a mouthpiece? He, We've heard him talk. He could talk for himself. He doesn't need anyone. And least of all, no offense to Mark Sterling, it just feels like a mismatch of the type of manager that you would right. pair Ethan Page with. But he's his him on the mic is why I'm always shouting about this guy from the rooftops. He's great. Right. So I don't want it to be a long-term thing. But him beating him up after felt like maybe there's there's a heel turn in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but let him talk. Let him fly on his own. He's already like, he's ready to be a star. He's right there for yeah. you. I don't, I don't think we need that. I am interested to see him and Josh Woods on the same side of things. Okay. I don't think either of them need Mark Sterling. But I'm like, that's no. an interesting little duo to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was definitely a sneaky little, uh, a little swerve on the program. I don't hate it. I want to see where it goes. What were your thoughts on all this? Because this was odd. 
I don't hate it, but it's like Tony Nese is in a weird position at the moment because, like, for a while he was just a big loser on this show and he was losing every <laughs> match. And then he started to do this thing and got a little bit over. Now they're giving him wins. He's had a couple of questionable wins where I'm like, okay, but you guys told have told me to believe that Tony Nese is a loser. That's what you guys have told me. I don't think so. I think he's a great wrestler. I'm glad they're finally turning the tables on him. But was this the week to do it on Ethan Page? I thought we were building up to Eddie Kingston. And usually when you're building up to a champion, you have the guy get a bunch of wins. He had all of his promos were about his win streak. I guess if we're going to heal, this does make a lot of sense, though. So and I do prefer Ethan Page as a heel because I think his mic work is even better as a heel. So it's like this. I'm confused because it was Tony Nese. They might have could have used somebody else, but that tells the story. But I don't want him to be with Mark Sterling, so I'm in a roller coaster of emotion. No, I'm with you. I'm in the same Jeez cycle that you Nese. are. Where <laughs> <laughs> he only the page, I think, is something we both agree on. But we don't think he needs a mouthpiece, and if he is going to have a mouthpiece, we don't think Mark Sterling is necessarily the fit. Yes. That all makes sense. That all makes sense. I think, <laughs> especially when Stokely Hathaway is still kicking around there. So. Uh, almost threw my headphones when you said Stokely Hathaway because him and Ethan Page is just like a great. I just I don't know what you guys are doing. Yeah, no, I I agree. I agree. I feel like the firm I felt like is something that was underutilized. Like I always mm. thought that the pieces of that made a lot of sense, right. uh, and then it just all kind of fell apart. But. Mm. We will see what is in store for Ethan Page. I will say I'm intrigued, right? Yes. Like I'm I'm patient enough to let this part play out because it feels like they mm -hmm. have a plan. I like it when they have a plan. They're telling a story. They are telling a story, which maybe that's why we're so jarred by it. We're not used to getting <laughs> stories on our way for so Wait, long. Wait, what is this? <laughs> we're like storytelling. Remind me. I'm going through my pure rules rule book. Like, where's stories? I don't remember this. Bring on the luchadors, dude. I want to see some flips. <laughs> like, Y'all confusing my brain. Flipping your shit on. Where's my spot poo? Where's my spot poo? It's my palate cleanse. That's right. Me and Ormus with the chat saying, Sup, Reg and Minion 690069. As always, Athena was the MVP of the show. Why can't we get her Classic. on Dynamite squashing a hussy coaching Billy? Uh, this is Billy Starks versus Diamante, which was a very fun match. Yep. We got that bring out the aggression promo earlier, but Billy Starks getting a flash roll up here on Diamante, which I thought was great because I think it makes Diamante stay looking very strong in this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Super fun match. Definitely different styles. Billy Starks continues to be just a, a super magnetic force in the ROH women's division, but Diamante yep. and Mercedes attacking Billy Starks and Athena after the match. Athena and Starks eventually chase them off with a steel chair. So this is so fun. Like this will they won't they alliance between mm -hmm. Athena and Billy. Cause I think I read it as Billy knows that Athena is making her a better wrestler and she's amused by how serious she is, but there's always a line with Billy Starks, right? Like we're not yeah. going to beat down people who have already been murdered by a power right. from Athena after the match. Like, mm -hmm. so they continue to kind of flirt with that line a little bit. And I feel like that's ultimately what's going to break them here. This is fun. If it's leading to a tag match, I'm all for it. Athena certainly had her number of defenses. If you want to take a, a quick break from all the defenses and put together a tag program, 
Mm-hmm. It's going to be a productive one. All four of them will look great in this. I thought this was super fun and a great way to continue a story that it felt like they'd kind of dropped off on, picking it back yeah. up here. Good stuff. Yeah, I thought there were a lot of good layers to this, uh, Billy Starks. I like Athena earlier saying in the promo that she's mad at Mercedes and Diamante for getting one up on her. Nobody gets one up on her, and so she has to get one back up on them. Uh, Billy Starks beating Diamante is cool because I think that might be setting up Billy Starks defeating Mercedes Martinez, which I think would be a really big win for her going into whatever they're going to do here with Athena. Billy Stark still being still being bright eyed and bushy tailed and like, oh, my God, I'm with Athena. And in the middle of the match, like celebrating and getting caught up because she's still a little girl. She's still 18 years old and all this stuff. So her still being caught in the moment of the lights and being there, but still getting the win and still learning a lot from this partnership with Athena, I think is great for her story. And she's continuing to get better. She already was really good. But I think learning from Athena, uh, kayfabe or not, I think is helping her so much. You could just see it in how she works now. I agree. I feel like we're seeing her mature in ring week over week. Maybe because yes. she's also not like going to high school, which is just the most insane thing yeah. in the world yeah. to me. But mm-hmm. she's she's looking great. She really is coming along she's quite good. nicely in all of yeah. this and. Uh, in 10 years we're gonna be like yo i can't believe we got to watch this journey what the hell i i really think you're right i really Mm. think you're right she's just um it's so contagious how excited she is about this like she's very excitable Mm. in the ring and it's it's fun it's fun to see have you guys seen chuck norris lately he's still kicking butt staying active well into his 80s what's even more shocking is he looks more jacked than ever and seems to have more energy than guys half his age. And it's all thanks to Morning Kick, a revolutionary new daily drink from Roundhouse Provisions that combines ultra-potent greens like spirulina and kale with probiotics, prebiotics, collagen, and even ashwagandha. Just mix it with water, stir, and enjoy. Unlike the other green drinks out there, this one tastes exactly like strawberry lemonade, has hundreds of five-star reviews. I love the taste of this. I love the way that I feel after drinking it. I've never felt better. My digestion is smoother. Body looks leaner. I have energy all day. I just feel younger. And the flavor is so much better than other green drinks. Go to roundhouseprovisions.com slash Fightful for up to 44% off your regular price order. Every purchase is packed with a 90-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to experience smoother digestion, boost of energy, and overall a healthier body, go to roundhouseprovisions.com slash Fightful today. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Guys, stay tuned for your Impact Post Show that's on the other end of this. We appreciate all the support. We see you guys filtering in late a little bit. Your ROH post show will be on in about 20, or I'm sorry, your Impact post show will be on in about 20 minutes or so from now. But we invite you to please leave a thumbs up on this video if you would be so kind. It helps boost us in the algorithm. And we, of course, invite you to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com as well. 
tons more news coming out. 2024 is going to be an enormous contract year. There's a lot of free agency on both sides that's going to come into play, I think. Sean certainly thinks so. He thinks it's going to get chaotic in a fun way coming up here in 2024. So much coming up with Full Gear and Survivor Series as well. Stay tuned to FightfulSelect.com for more. While we stay tuned to more great women's wrestling. Yes. Kara Hogan is looking awesome lately, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, she always looks good. But she's looking awesome in the (laughs) ring as well. Uh, Defeating Allison Kay here. Commentary doing an incredible job putting over Allison Kay's accomplishments in mm-hmm. NWA, talking about her veteran status, keeping her protected in the loss as much as they did in the ring. But Kira Hogan knocking her out with a drop kick off the top rope here and following it up with the face of the music for the win. A spot in here that I loved was Allison Kay cutting off that wheelbarrow attempt and sending. Uh, her up for a really nice looking German suplex. Mm-hmm. She's got a great German suplex. Oh, that German. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's a good one. It's a good one. When you see like a, a perfectly executed German suplex, you're just like, damn, this is wrestling. I love it. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she had one of those in here tonight, but Thursday nights is where it's at for women's wrestling. I guess we've seen a lot of great women's wrestling all week, actually, but man, I love it on my ROH. I feel like you said that last Thursday, which means we're continuing good wrestling. As long as you keep saying that sins every Thursday, I think we'll be good. Like a great week of women's wrestling. This was another great match. Kira Hogan is on fire. Uh, Pun intended. She did the fire thing in while wrestling, whatever. (laughs) I know know how to bring it around. I'm interested in this Allison K thing, Kate, because we've seen her pretty consecutively here on Ring of Honor. And like, does she have a deal? Is Marty going to also get a deal? What's going on here? They're great additions to the roster, regardless of what's going on. So it's great to see. This match is really fun. I think Kira is in a position to benefit off of whatever happens with Athena and Billy Starks, kind of be next up. If she keeps kind of like playing this position that she's in, having great matches, getting her character over, looking good, she's going to be one of those next position. Actually, if we kind of look at the landscape of the ROH women's division now, Kate, there's a lot of contenders for Athena. I mean, I know she just had the match with Layla Hurst and she just lost, but she's still there. Willow's coming back up. We got Kira, Diamante, Mercedes, Billy, somewhere out there. Like, these are all like really viable contenders for Athena's championship. So, whenever she gets back to that, we're lit. I agree. And we saw Lady Frost too, I think. Lady Frost. Yep. Lady Frost and Trisha Dora are ones that you can Trish. beat up at any time, right? Mm. So it's like, even though they're not on fire right now, Lady Frost a little bit more so. She's, I think, getting out of 50 50 land a little bit. Lady but, Frost on fire. Can that, uh, is that possible? <laughs> uh, we might have Fire and Ice back <laughs> under like different two wrestlers. Mm-hmm. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's a lot of really kind of quietly this division has really formed around Athena's stronghold on it and everybody wanting to go after her is that's always a fun champion to me they're doing it with Gunther and WWE that that constant um those workhorse champions usually have a lot max of everybody being like I want that championship I'm Samoa Joe I want that championship I'm Jay White I want that championship like everybody being like I want to be champion dude this isn't a secret you know what I mean Yes, 100%. And it's so much more. I like when there's balance in your program, mm-hmm. too. So, to your point, now that's happening with MJF. And it's like, well, yeah, because Christian Cage is probably getting into a long term story, too. So, right. you don't want to have two 
titles that feel like they're being held hostage on the same program. And in my opinion, it's good to have something that's getting def- defended with a little mm-hmm. more regularity or has more people coming after it. Right. Um, Athena has been that workhorse champion. People are going after it with the women's division. It's the only one, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the thing everybody's fighting for. And they've done a good job of building up people and losses around that, especially in the second half of this reign. A lot of women who have had stories around it with those losses. So they're feeling important and brought up by it. Very, very productive title reign. Very, right. very productive title reign. We'd love to see it. Mm-hmm. We move along to a very short match, which I think the promo earlier in the night was longer than with the Righteous defeating <laughs> KM, the other half of the uh, Russell Pro crew, Kevin Matthews yep. mm-hmm. and Rod Gordon. We got a fun promo earlier in the night from the Righteous. It was a pre-tape video where they did a really good job of trying to justify this loss where he said MJF came into that match alone and he left alone and now he has four hyenas coming after him. Mm. Wow. Like yeah. good stuff from Vincent and basically mm-hmm. saying that the devil is in them, not MJF. Like right. MJF's the one that's vulnerable right now. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the fact that they lost it. I didn't like the way that Still they don't lost. Like it. Yeah. But uh, Vincent can just weirdly talk his way out of anything. So mm-hmm. <laughs> really good as as far as if you're going to reverse engineer it. They did a good job with that. But we just get Dutch hitting the the Gordon hitting Gordon with that boss man slam. Oh which is my god! So delicious <laughs> and nasty and ugh. and Vincent with the autumn sunshine, which both seasonal and looks great. Uh, nice to see them back in the mix here. Yes. Begs me to wonder where the hell Stu Grayson and the Dark Order are in this. Kind of feels like that got thrown off a cliff, but I really like the Righteous quite a bit. I'm I'm happy to see them here. This isn't even necessarily like my favorite thing in wrestling. These guys do it really well, and I think it's good for wrestling to have them around in it. Um, any thoughts on this? And where the hell do you think the Dark Order are? Because I don't know. I have no idea where the Dark Order are, and I'm very confused about where Stu Grayson is because I thought he was having an amazing run there. But regardless of that, he's working the Indies, so we know he's healthy. That's yeah, right he's outside. Yeah. He's not. He's not inside. The thing I like about the Righteous the most, Kate, is they feel like I feel like everything they do has some kind of importance to it or some kind of something to it. They're never just having matches. They're like doing promos to say these are the people that we're after. We're trying to do this. This is going to be the destruction we cause. And then here's the match. So everything they do feels like there's importance. Anytime they're on screen, it feels like, okay, what's the righteous doing? They're not just here lollygagging around. And I thought this was great. The boss man slam. If you need to see one thing, Dutch with that boss man slam. He's infamous for it. It's fire. That's it. It doesn't get old. It does not Mm -hmm. get old ever. Mm -hmm. Got a fun idea about our Ethan Page discussion from feeling dreepy saying, keep Ethan Page face, make Dan Housen Ethan Page's manager. Okay, now we're talking. We're talking. I, I like the sneakiness of that because I think Ethan Page uh, has the timing to, to mm-hmm. make that work, but I'm ready to see Ethan Page feeling like a real deal on here, to yeah. be honest. That's just my preference. I don't think it's a bad idea, just not my favorite idea. Right. But some good stuff and some good stuff from Miss Lady Frost and Zoe Lynn. Uh, this was really a quick win, but man, it doesn't take a lot for Lady Frost to show us what she's great at. Mm-hmm. We get Lynn early on catching Lady Cross with the crucifix pin early. I like it when these matches are not long and the challenger comes out of the gate hot. 
Like, and yeah. that's what we got from Zoe Lynn. So good for her for maximizing her time. Lady Frost immediately coming back with that kitchen sink knee. Uh, we get her with the hurricane kick and the cartwheel aid ra- air raid crash, if I could talk. Hitting that corkscrew moonsault, the frostbite for the win, though. A quick match, but an effective one. Nice to see Lady Frost maybe getting out of 50-50 territory. Yeah. <laughs> Starting to feel, because it feels like they've been telling us she's a big deal. So now that yes. we're getting wins to pack that up, that's probably good. But I also mm-hmm. like Zoe Lynn in this. I, I'm not as familiar with her, but I thought she did a good job here for, for what her job to do was. Yeah. Uh, shout out to our weekly uh, praise of commentary, who was great throughout the whole thing. Oh, They're so good. Even the Marty Bell match, they got over how great she was. Allison K match, they got over how great she was. They continuously, like you said, tell us how great Lady Frost is. So it's good to see her in this position. Um, I like it because we quietly got a whole bunch of women's matches. I guess it's not even that quiet anymore in Ring of Honor. Like we could potentially every show get three or four women's matches a week. They're all different women. They're all different styles. They're all doing something different. So we just got to continuously celebrate that. Lady Frost getting wins, Mercedes Martinez getting wins, Kira getting wins. Everybody's getting wins, and everybody's building themselves to be a contender for Athena. So this is awesome. Agreed. You kind of just never know what's next, which makes it an exciting division to watch. You feel like Mm -hmm. anybody could pull ahead in the race at any one point. So some really good stuff with that. Our wonderful moderator, Luis, who has Thursday nights off now, because you guys actually behave yourselves in the damn chat. So thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> Sending this for Commander versus Metalik. Metalik is probably my favorite of the luchadors that we see showing up this often. Really, mm. really good stuff. I'm not going to talk too much about this because this is Reg's wheelhouse. I got to talk about my pure rule shit earlier. We got Commander getting up on his feet for that moonsault and hitting a gut buster. Before following the rope walk with the shooting star press for the win. What I love about Metalik is he makes it possible for nerds like me who maybe appreciate spot food, but it's not like their thing really makes everything make sense. And we saw a lot mm-hmm. of that tonight. Like he is just one of the most pun now intended, but not initially intended more grounded luchadors mm-hmm. from the perspective of the in-ring psychology piece of it, because Whilst I appreciate the insane athleticism of things I can't even fathom how human beings can do, mm-hmm. it can get a little fatigued, especially because we don't have a lot of luchadors and stories right now, Reg. So mm-hmm. it is a little bit like, okay, the insane rope walk, which is amazing. The mm-hmm. insane 450 splash into the table, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. But they're not in storylines, so that's mm-hmm. kind of all that we're getting presented with. Metalik reigns that all in really 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 well and tonight's match what more could you ask for yeah the thing that i liked about this is exactly what you described as kind of contrast uh Madalik is more he does do all the flippy shit and stuff you love but it's a little more centered he keeps it a little bit more based commander is actually the opposite of that he's like i'll do something i'm gonna do a twirly on the ropes before i jump off just because i love I can ignorant lucha shit it's my favorite thing in the world this luchador's doing like why did you do that part that doesn't make sense but that's what's great about it that's what's great about lucha libre tony khan knows what he's doing because if you watch mexican lucha libre that happens in mexico 
they tell a lot of stories. There's blood feuds. There's mad. There's families. There's history involved. There's all this. Tony Khan don't care about none of that shit. He's like, <laughs> bring the flippiest motherfucker you got and let him flip. I want Commander to walk the ropes 50 times and do a shooting star press because I want the wildest shit you can get. And that's what I like because he's talking to me. That's what I want him care about story i'm we're getting stories over here mjf's telling story eddie king's is telling stories all these people are telling stories i want to see some fucking flips without any stories i don't want to think about it i just want to see somebody do a 450 splash or somebody do a cartwheel on the top rope before they do a hurricane rana because to clarify if i had the ability to do any of those things that is the only thing i would ever do in a match exactly also Mm -hmm. but as an observer I generally prefer like a little bit, a little bit of a blend, but mm-hmm. I'm happy to be with a spot boo enthusiast and Reg because he brings Ignorant the energy lucha with shit, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is never like anything less than mind-bogglingly impressive to watch. Truly, mm-hmm. like it, it does blow my mind, and it is nice because we do have a lot of story now in ROH, so it doesn't feel like lucha versus lucha for the main event just cause like having the rest of the product be a little more cohesive it mm-hmm. doesn't really kind of like not that it ever bugs me but it <laughs> it it doesn't like um i guess not bugged me but it it, it sits <laughs> it sits a little easier i guess because i'm not like oh cool another match without a story <laughs> like <laughs> like the rest of the show uh we have stories now so you want to just put some impressive athleticism in there mm-hmm. i will take it a lovely chat from Shane Monster saying, hey, Minion 69, boob 69. <laughs> Minion me. 69, boob 69. It's me. I got the shirt to prove it and the tweet to back it up. Uh, hope everyone is in a great headspace and content. Well, thank you. What a nice thing yeah. to say. Thanks, Shane Monster. Get more of that in my IWC, please. Mm-hmm. He knew it was a list day. That's why he's no, coming man. in. He's like, you know what time he's like it is. if yeah. anybody needs some grace, it's this guy right here. Gates of Agony murdering MJF and taking the TAD titles to set up Swerve for the AEW title is the design. That's an okay. interesting call. All right. Let's I like talk about this telling. main event. Um, I, that's actually a really good call. I, I like that yeah. a lot. It's the most direction it feels like that there might be with the rest of the Mughal embassy. So I'll right. definitely take it. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as Stu Grayson is start and stop, Brian Cage also feels lost in the shuffle again, kind of here. Um, but we got a fun main event here. Again, it's just nitpicking, but like sometimes these main events don't feel like the main event of the show. Mm-hmm. This didn't feel like the main event of the show to me tonight, mm-hmm. but we get... Gates of Agony versus my guys and the workhorsemen. Good mm-hmm. stuff here. We get Gates of Agony coming out with the win, which does make it feel like they would be at the top of the list for contendership for those titles. Um, the thing is, we don't really have a division. <laughs> the titles yeah. aren't around. So, I mean, we do have division in that we have teams, but there, there hasn't been like stakes or clarity in that. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, to me, just read as another Gates of Agony win. Yeah. But nothing that felt like it's necessarily building toward anything other than these guys are keeping strong. Now, that booking mm-hmm. is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on the main event that we got? And what are we doing with these tag titles? Yeah, it kind of felt like today was the first time they've even like said anything about the tag titles in a while. Because Max is starting to tell the story of the world title. So the ROH championships 
fell to the wayside. Surprise, surprise. No one could have guessed this shit. Listen, we can direct this ship right back. Get these championships <laughs> off of Max and everything will be okay. We'll forget about it. I'll forget about all the shit that happened and we'll just move forward. I do like the Gates of Agony saying, we want those belts. We're tired of this shit because, again, if anybody's trying to make stakes and put them on themselves, I enjoy it. Um, workhorsemen are cool. They're dope. They had a match with uh, another match I'm sure you're very interested in very recently yes. at Deadlock Pro against the uh, Grizzled Young Vets. Very so cool. uh, they are Perfect. very outside. But another Gates of Agony squash starting to get like Wardlow squashes. I'm over it, dude. I want to see something else. I agree. And the other thing that's tricky with that is it just feels like why would you have the kingdom on AEW if they're not going to be the ones to take these from Max at some mm. point? And we did see in that pre-tape him saying something to the effect of like, I'm going to have to be nice to the scumbag or whatever. Right. So I think mm -hmm. we might be heading in that direction. We've been calling yeah. for the king to be champions for a while, but mm. I wouldn't even mind that as just like an intermittent defense of... Mm. Um, setting up some like cool mogul embassy versus mjf stuff the thing mm. is i don't know if mjf is dropping to swerve but i don't want them anywhere near each other if he's not you know what mm. i mean like i i feel like if it isn't swerve don't put him in the title picture i don't want him losing to mjf that's just me where i'm like to me there's a rhythm of mjf to a champion that's maybe a little bit more transitional to somebody that's going to have a longer reign mm -hmm. and I don't want Swerve to be transitional. So selfishly, I don't think that's what should be right. <laughs> what happens you. next. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and Swerve losing to MJF feels less productive than it does leaning productive because he's so on fire outside of the title picture right now, in my yeah. opinion. Agreed. Um, but we've got some time to chop it up. What do you think is going on in this AEW world title picture? Where's your head at? Uh, I think the move right now should be Jay White defeats MJF at full gear. I mean, okay. everything that's happening right now is kind of leading to that. I think MJF has had an incredible run. I think we get to full gear and he's beating Kenny Omega's reign, all that. We're like good here. Boom. We're moving forward. Jay White. Jay White's hot as hell right now. Bang, bang, gang's hot. Guns are hot. Look, I said it out loud. Everybody's hot. I think this is a perfect time to kind of transition away from Max being the world champion but he still can do exactly what he's been doing but i think right now the time is for jay white kate honestly it's a perfect timing i feel like we're going to this pay-per-view max has had an incredible run jay white's hot as hell like do it jay white is hot as hell and i i don't hate that idea at all i don't know if that's where they're going with it but it wouldn't make me mad um mm -hmm. he kind of falls into that category of someone i want to see have a long healthy run too so from a cadence standpoint, I don't know why this is just my brain. This is not wrestling brain, but like mm. it, I feel like you want someone to hold it from like full gear for maybe one pay-per-view cycle. And then that next guy who's going to have it for a long time. Gotcha. So that's just the way my head is working is like, maybe mm. there's an opportunity for, for something a little bit more transitional, but I don't know. I'm intrigued. Like to who? See where it goes. Like who? Like what? Like who? Um, I think there's a possibility nobody likes this but me. Denise hated it. But I feel like you want to make Wardlow feel important. Yeah. No, I know nobody likes it, but hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. He wins it and then loses it real fast. Like, 
Just make the guy feel important again. Um, Kenny Omega on a second run, uh, Samoa Joe on a, a rebound shot is that would probably be if I could. I just love Samoa Joe though, so like it could be anybody if, in the world. Uh, if we're transition <laughs> championing, now thinking yeah. about war though again, that's not the worst idea. Right, it's not. It fair. could work if he comes in and squashes Max, Max like he did back when they were having that whole thing at that pay per view and shit, and then Max goes away for a bit and then does something else. I don't know. That could work to get Wardlow some heat because he needs something. He's something You could is even needed. throw it back on Max and then have him lose again. Like, right. But I, I agree. Like the My thinking being that's a great way to make Wardlow who you started the momentum of and stopped the momentum of several times mm-hmm. feel like a big deal. There's so much obvious real life juice that is sitting right there. Mm-hmm. He's on Max's little list right like a fun way to end it so i i think it could be a a fun move and a great way to make wardlow feel like a star again i get why people aren't into it but the way max is or the way wardlow has felt very heel of recent feels to me like he might be infiltrating max's little circle okay all right yeah no it's making more sense now that i think (laughs) about it i'm like all right i see what they're doing here i see what story they're telling here Wardlow could be the one. I need something more. I can't just do the squash thing. I understand where they're going, but it's like, sure. Wardlow, why'd you come back as Wardlow? I thought you'd come back like with something flashier, but they could tell a good story. They could tell a good story. That's where my brain's at. So, mm. some fun stuff there. Um, yeah. Since we have a couple extra minutes, mm-hmm. what are your. So. I was hoping we were going to get Hammerstein Ballroom for Death Before Dishonor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not. Mm -hmm. They did trick us. They're not good jokes, actually. They're sad jokes. (laughs) (sighs) What are we getting out of this pay-per-view? What are we getting out of this pay-per-view, Reg? Okay. Uh, Final battle. Eddie Kingston's going to be the champion. Why do I keep saying Death Before Dishonor? Final yeah, battle. I don't know. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> that yeah. pay-per-view that already happened? Nah. Final, Final battle. battle. I'm guessing that I mentioned his name earlier. We might get the return of Mark Briscoe. I could see him in a role Thank against either Eddie Kingston or against Samoa Joe. Um, this could be the time we get Ethan Page's title match at against uh Eddie Kingston, but does that main event sell? final battle for people i'm saying it does for me but i'm saying for the outside world we potentially nigel mcginnis is gonna sound crazy nigel mcginnis has been selling this match every week on on ramp on collision (laughs) every single week every time he sees this guy calls him all kinds of names like clam digger danielson you want to have a hot final battle match brian danielson and nigel mcginnis in one of those last time only could be it. Athena? Billy Starks? Question mark? That could be the culmination. I don't know. It's still pretty wide open from here to then. So what I'm even more interested in is I don't know if Ethan Page and Kingston, though, to your point, I'm sold on it. Everybody else is. But let's also Oh, real look quick. At- how do you feel about Jeff Jarrett and Eddie Kingston? <laughs> we were so close. <laughs> So close. We all were so all close. And then I was like, oh yeah, Jeff Jarrett, Kate's favorite That's, wrestler. Uh, How do you feel, Kate? <laughs> well, other than the fact that I can't stand Jeff Jarrett, at least it's someone old who isn't in Ring of Honor. 
who is going to win probably so that Jay Lethal can get a shot later in the night. That's sick. Barf. Like, what a cruel joke to play on me specifically. Like, my yeah. favorite wrestler. Why are y'all trolling? I don't want, if y'all are trolling Kate, there are other ways we could go about there's, this, you guys. There's so many, and you can find them very easily, okay? But they were like, nah, this one will be really funny. You know what's, no, it'll be good? So rude. So rude. How about someone Ultimate from, finesser. I don't know, ROH? Double J, he could get oh, whatever he oh, wants, Kate. But Reg, they're in Memphis. <laughs> I know. I don't give a flying S. <laughs> Who cares? Memphis doesn't even care anymore. We had a Memphis is not going to be like, fight. oh yeah, Memphis. Yeah, this isn't like Jerry the King Lawler crowd. They're like young people in the crowd. No, know that shit. They already tried that. They were like, hey, we're doing a concession stand match like six hours away from where the original one was. Like, I am over that. Why is everybody in ROH working towards Is that the nothing? connection that they're making that it's in Memphis? Because I'm like, what is this happening? That's I think the so, connection that they're Isn't making? it a Memphis street fight? Ah. That's how you protect Eddie Kingston in this loss. I guess. Barf a larf. I guess. We're stretch. We're reaching like a son of a gun. Reaching. They've been pulling. I mean, Eddie Kingston's on TV. That's a thing. Nope. Not a thing. Yeah, okay. I get it. I understand. I mean, nothing I happens at Battle of the Belts anyway, let's be real. But I am more intrigued almost by the ROH trios titles. Yes. And the tag titles. Because I think it's very possible both of those switch hands. I think the whole reason they put them on this crop of people was to have them drop and feel important in ROH, I'm hoping. Mm -hmm. um, any thoughts on who might be your emerging six-man champs? I thought it was Dark Order, but now they're MIA. Maybe they're MIA for this? I don't know. I legit, at this moment, just remembered who the champs were. So, um. <laughs> Oh, there you go. That's what we complain about every week. What is that? Why haven't they even... They don't work Saturdays, bro. They're not Baby around. Steps. Baby steps. I keep saying it. I keep saying it. Um, I'm tired of baby steps. I'm ready for gravity steps. Let's get Stu back in here. Give them the trios championships. <laughs> I'm here for gravity steps. <laughs> Hi, I've been your co-host for a while now. You should know that I'm mostly stupid on these shows. <laughs> I'm here First for time here? So this is why he called out. <laughs> why he's like, oh, I gotta pay my rent. I gotta... <laughs> Like calls out with no notice. He's that like, I can't handle so, shit today. That is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and you did the walk too. I love it. <laughs> and you're supposed to forgot go what I was talking about. Like, We're talking about the trios. All I guess because right. there are no trios other than Ooh. you could throw Dalton and the boys back together. Okay. Dark Order, yes. the Righteous. You could have. Yep. Had absorb anybody at any time because they're all Correct. creepy. Oh, and yeah, weird. yeah. You could tell any kind of story with that, I guess. Yeah. It feels like there's Dark Order and Hung Bucks. You got to get somebody to rub, right? If you're going to beat the Hung Bucks, it got to be somebody that's somebody at this point. Sure. So who's that somebody? I mean, I would hope they didn't bring Stu Grayson back just to not do anything with yeah, him again. Wow. Like, what's that? get that back up and running but we, Stu Grayson was like team the righteous 
So yeah, I don't, I don't know. That story. Remember, we came on this podcast every hot. week, being like, "We love this story. What a great story they're telling." They were like, Haha, "We were like, if, well, if you're only going to tell one story, it might yeah. as well be a good one, and it's this one." <laughs> like we told that story, you guys. We're That's done. It. See you later, Stu. But Stu's really good at wrestling. Beyond this, like we could see him getting wins here on Ring of Honor TV. Dan, he's not. Know. Which is weird. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what it, what they do at Final Battle. Because um, Samoa Joe, Eddie Kingston. I think Eddie Kingston is going to continuously get over and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, he shouldn't be the Ring of Honor champion anymore. And it's like, I'm done. <laughs> He's holding everybody's <laughs> secondary belts. He's got his New Japan Strong belt. Yeah. He's got his ROH belt. Right. Like, I'm just going to keep making... Make it hay out of what you give me. So right, but Jeff Jarrett, what an opening feud! Reave our world. But that's okay because it's also <laughs> to get to Jay Lethal, who I couldn't care about less. Also, yeah, that's they really like haven't done anything with with Team TNA. Like Jeff Jarrett shouldn't be the most over person in that stable. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like what I don't. How does he keep doing this? I love Jeff Jarrett. I'm a huge fan, but I'm like, I'm how not. does he keep ending up in these matches? I'm not. I don't get what I'm supposed to be a fan of. Oh, cool. He smashes the guitar? Cool. I was going to say, what's there not to like? He smashes the guitar. My World is one of the greatest interesting songs of all time. I'm Karen not Jarrett. Voice. We love Karen. Of course, she's the best. And uh, Slap Nuts. He didn't say Slap Nuts anymore, but that was a good time. That was like the one thing I liked was saying. So if you say like slab nuts or redeem these nuts, I'm in. They didn't even bring that up in the feud. That should be the only thing that this feud is about is about nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do we redeem them or do we slap them? I don't like interference. So the fact that he does the same match every time doesn't do anything for me. It's the same okay, reason I don't fine. like House of Torture. It's the same reason I don't like Judgment Day. Okay. I don't like any of this shit. Get mm-hmm. it out of my life. But I'll say what fair. I do like. I like Crest of Star. Quite a bit. Back in Sean's basement. (laughs) (laughs) Stealing his glasses, too. I know. Um, You look good, girl. These are my glasses. I found them, and in honor of Columbus Day, they are mine. I discovered them. (laughs) Okay. I hope you didn't do a lot of the other things Columbus did to people for them, but I appreciate. <laughs> Why would you said that? All I could think of, he's the great guy around. What about all the murders? One murder. One murder. <laughs> One murder. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> how how, was, uh, how... Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. ROH was was decent like there was a lot of i was saying like connective tissue stuff that kept the train moving which is good Uh nothing felt like superfluous and a couple of interesting little twists and turns but kind of a a moving it along episode but it was only an hour and a half so that was refreshing they didn't just yeah we're gonna be chugging along here until we get to final battle so we got about a month of like we're gonna be Feeling around, seeing what we're getting here before we really get to the meat of this. So this was one of those episodes, I feel. Yeah, yeah, no final battle coming from the uh, Hammerstein. <laughs> they got us, Joel. They got, they got us. They got us all. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed this. Wow. Only like a bull. Hammerstein, Hammerstein, you like this? Nope, they don't. Joel, Listen, y'all don't uh, want me big... to do the, 
the, the show by myself because it'll just be a lot of chaos and we'll be done in 20 minutes. <laughs> I, first of all, that would be amazing. Second of all, I'm sorry that Joel double booked himself to be driving a stake into my heart. Wow. <laughs> algorithm, by the way, the algorithm wouldn't be so upset about a 20 minute uh, no, anything. <laughs> Seriously. No, it would not. I would Especially if Preston is Oh. Fast and fierce, like watch this, don't watch that. See you next week, or I'll bite you. Show's over. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. Greatest See review you show next week, time. and I'll bite you. Greatest there you go, Sean Ross. That new time. show, Cresta's five minute review. Be back next week, or you're getting bit. No, Yo, that's a million dollar idea right there. <laughs> it's not bad. I've seen worse. I've heard worse. I'll take it. How was the Down for Glory go home? I liked it, but it. It was a regular show to me, if it means anything. I only have one, two pages of notes, which is rare. I normally have like three and a half. Mm. Hey, hey, remember all the things you just said about Ring of Honor tonight? Yeah. And the show, yeah, basically that, except we have a pay-per-view on Saturday. I'm like, it's a go-home yeah. show. It can't be the same thing. Yeah. No, there was, yeah. I mean, I guess the card was pretty well set up already, though. So it's, it's not like there's a ton yeah, of driving. That's true. That's true. They and like I said, like last week with the uh, the match with Kazarian and Edwards, like they were tying up some loose ends. That's fine. It's just tonight's show is just like momentum and talking about Bound for Glory stuff that we taped after the fact. It was it was fine, but it was like nothing was amazing. Right. I get you. I get yeah. you. Well, what a fun post show this will be then. Stay tuned. I mean, it will. Be. Uh, it's gonna <laughs> listen. One thing about me and Joel is we like to keep people sports entertained, and we got a pay per view card to run down. So no matter how short it was, we can do filler. Like you guys like wrestling jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I made one that made Reg laugh disproportionately yeah, hard. It's pretty bad. Oh no! All I made was like a I would like to walk hear joke. It. I would like. I was just. It. I was just. Reg was saying we're taking baby steps with ROH, and I said I'm sick of baby steps. I would like gravity walk jokes. And uh, I did the gravity walk. And Reg was like, that is so stupid. And then laughed for like really five bad. minutes. Yeah, really bad. <laughs> this is really Reg. Bad. I hate this boo. <laughs> Here's my mm-hmm. wallet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before, mm-hmm. before, you, before you guys uh, peace out, I just want to put it out there. I know you're talking about Jeff Jarrett. I want to point out that Jeff Jarrett gets a title shot the same night as Bound for Glory. So like that's the most Jeff Jarrett thing you can get out there. I don't love it, but I have to respect it. I Jeff Jarrett with a job. Carnival-ness. Uh-huh. Classic Jeff, Jeff Jarrett. Jarrett. <laughs> I just don't need it on my TV. And I bet you that if he was asked, he'd be like, actually, Tony Khan came up to me and he said to me, Jeff, <laughs> you're not going to be in Chicago. So instead, I'm going to give you a world title shot. And I'm going to say, boss, whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened. 100%. Look it up on FIFA Select. My world, I'm sure it'll be there. My world, Thunder, wrap it up. I'm gonna the go. Goat. Case, I just get out of here. I throw up. <laughs> here for it. For real, have such a fun impact post show, though, guys. Please continue to support. Leave a thumbs up on this video if you are just kind of joining at the top of the switch over here. Stick around for that bound for glory post show. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Peace, y'all. Bye. Joy. Let's go. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.